1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Lisa Anderson. <laughs> and uh, she's with The Battle Show, of course, and just talks to us regularly. Lisa, it's always great to have you with us on Mornings with Tom and Tavi. Well, it is so great to be here. Good to hear your voices. It's great to hear yours as you always keep us up to date on what's happening with young adults and with singles. And the holidays is a kind of a tough time for singles because um, maybe they're doing things alone. They'd love to be connected to people. One of the ways they can do that is with roommates, right? Very true. Yeah. And it's funny, we've been talking about this at Boundless and just about navigating the holidays in general because a lot of them are going back home and, you know, going into family situations where maybe there are rifts and whatnot. And so, and then a lot as they, as they think towards the new year, maybe they're looking for a living change or they're trying to figure out something different. I mean, I, in fact, Tom and I were just talking how now 50% of the U S adult population is single. And just because Mm -hmm. of financial situations, the way inflation has gone, I mean, there's a lot of folks that are like, maybe I will get a roommate. Maybe I will look at a different situation to save money. And so whether people are listening and they know they have college students who have roommates or it's a single adult who has a roommate, it's kind of like, oh, all of a sudden we start talking about, you know, what does it look like to be that person that maybe needs to flex in a situation? We wish we could all just be you know, doing our own thing and have our way every time. But I guess in this world, that's not possible. Um, I've tried it a few times and, uh, you know, (laughs) but I even have, I have a roommate. And so that's even taken some negotiating as we figure out our, you know, likes and dislikes and stuff. And so it all comes down to just kind of moving forward and figuring out what are some of the things that you can do to make it work. Okay, so thank you so much for bringing that up, Lisa, because that's exactly where I wanted to take you. Because, yes, having a roommate in theory is fine, but it's not just a, hi, I'm your roommate. Yes, you have reached my demands, and and I can pay this, you pay that, great. But there's an ongoing dialogue that needs to happen. Otherwise, this could blow up easily. So talk us through that. Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, there are some things that have to happen on the front end. And so um, to your point, Tom, it's funny because I was thinking to myself, wow, before my current roommate, I lived by myself for about 12 years. And Mm. it was amazing because I got along with myself just fine. Okay. Because, you know, (laughs) I I mean, I'm amazing, right? Okay. So who didn't get along with me? So, okay. (laughs) So it was really easy. But then I get this roommate, and she's a great friend of mine from church, and I knew her and stuff, and all of a sudden, like, we're moving into this place, and this was also the friend who helped me care for my mom, and so, of course, I have to be extra nice to her, and so I'm like, okay, 
but what is she bringing in? What what is this art that she's bringing in? Because it's terrible. Like, where does she think she's going to hang that on the wall? I don't know because it's not going on my walls. And so you know, so all of a sudden, all this stuff comes up. And why is she leaving all the coffee stuff out? Because that's not okay. That needs to be put away every night, you know. And so it's just funny. And this is why, after working at Focus on the Family this long, I'm like, oh, this is why married people like get into these weirdo fights about stuff. Okay, so backing it up from that, here's the thing. So first thing that a person has to do is figure out, do do really important things mesh? And so you need to find a roommate that shares your character and your values because otherwise Mm. things are going to go south fast. And some of that is like deep stuff, like faith and values and, you know, integrity, honesty, that kind of stuff. But also values like living values. Like if you're an introvert who is a homebody and wants to be at home all the time, you better not be getting a roommate who's just kind of like, let's have friends over every night of the week and I'm going to host a party every Saturday. That's not going to work well. And so mm-hmm. finding those situations where, first of all, someone you know is going to share your values. They're going to be a person that as you're mulling around the house, even if you are great friends, you're going to be able to have conversations. You're going to be able to deal with things in a real way. You're going to be able to have real conversations. And then also you can kind of generally have some rhythms that are similar um, without really getting upset at each other, you know, when, when things get tough, because you're going to have to move into some more general everyday conversations that also will have to take place as far as like just getting the nitty gritty done too. Okay, so you're hearing from Lisa Anderson talking about what can make uh, a roommate work. And first of all, you don't make Lisa mad. That's the first step here. But <laughs> second of all, so <laughs> it seems like ongoing communication is important, but you have to make the important decisions first, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, and sometimes you have to decide even on the front end, and maybe trial and error is necessary here. Of like what kind mm-hmm. of situation works for you? Because I've had, I've lived by myself, I've lived with one other roommate, and I've lived with a group of roommates. And I remember when I lived, uh, at one point I lived with a girl that I just realized like every night she thought I was going to be her counselor. And she was going to gripe about her boss. She was going to gripe about her parents. She was going to, and I was like, this is really rough. And so my next situation was a group of four of us women together, and it was great to be a buffer for each other, you know? And so I just realized, Mm. well, that's something that, especially if I don't know the people well, is a great way to get into a roommate situation where maybe not all the pressure is on me. Now, my current roommate, I know her really well. She's one of my best friends, even though she leaves the coffee stuff out all the time. Still, (laughs) I want to say that here on this show. Um, you know, we've been able to work through a lot of stuff and, and realize that there are so many things we have in common that are more important than, you know, who's leaving coffee stuff out and who has her papers all over the place. So, um, you know, so it, it, it is important. But now those things, those conversations, she and I have to have and just sit down. And that's why I say it's great for roommates. You know, another great hallmark is to decide to just have like a roommate kind of meeting where you set up Mm -hmm. just kind of a code of conduct, maybe some house rules, maybe some, you know, when it comes to if you bought a gallon of milk and your roommate's like chugging it and you're not okay with that, you know, that has to be a conversation that's like, hey, let's talk about how we do the fridge or let's talk about where we put clutter in the house or let's talk about who has what part of the kitchen or when you're going to invite guests over, or when you're going to host parties. Because again, it is shared space and you have to be willing to live with one another and respect one another. So having those conversations and heading that off at the past is so important because too many young adults and singles decide, well, no, it's going to be okay. I'll, I'll deal with it when I get to it. 
well, then it kind of builds up and then it becomes a blow up and then it's really hard to recover from. This is really great advice for the 50% of adults who are single to consider a roommate, not just for finances, as we're talking about. We are in an, in an economic situation where you may need it for that, but I think also for companionship. And I, I think even not just young adults, Lisa, but older adults um, who are living yeah. alone may want to consider this. I know that some a little bit more stuck in our ways as we get older. This is one way to shake it up, <laughs> break it yeah, up, I'm, but it can really I'm help so you with loneliness. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Tabi, because that is another great thing that I've learned because after living by myself for so long, and of course, even though I am, as I already said, so amazing, it has been a great <laughs> opportunity for growth for me and realizing that having that other person around breeds accountability it breeds mm-hmm. selflessness because all of a sudden it's not all about you. It gives you mm-hmm. the opportunity to practice conversation and conflict skills. I mean, it's stuff that a lot of us, you know, maybe those who get married young are thrown into that early. And it's kind of a, you know, a crucible for learning those things. But a lot of singles, you know, we can just kind of flit in and out. And if friendships don't suit us, we just kind of dump them and move on to the next thing. And this forces us to dig in. And uh, in addition to that, you know, the benefit of of just like what you said, you know, financially, I remember when we had some of our first bills coming due and I'm like, oh, my word, this is amazing. Like, we're actually going to share the utility bill and we're going to share this. This is like cost savings, man. I'm going to book a vacation. So there are pros and cons and it just really comes down to working it out and learning a lot about yourself and being willing to dig in.